What's up, everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. All right. It has been a little bit of time, hasn't it? Okay, so let me get the rest of our stuff going here. What's going on, guys? So we're we're doing our uh, first, I guess, video recording with the podcast. So that's new. So it's exciting. You're always right. thinking outside of the box with, uh, our, with everything in life, actually. No, <laughs> I think more. I get. Uh, Distracted easily. So oh, no. think outside of the box is kind, but uh, I think the rest of the world calls that distracted. Or are you creating a better experience? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. All right. So um, the last uh, 20 or 30 shows has been all the uh, the first cup episodes. So we were doing, I was doing just the five minute mini series every morning, just to kind of get people motivated and started. Um, it went great, but um, because we're looking for other content to put out we wanted to start a supplement mini series so the 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 first cup mini series was legit mini it was five to seven minutes this one we're going to try to keep 15 to 20 minutes if it goes longer it goes longer it's going to be nice not to have the time constraints um that the early show did just because i knew that people were short on time and i was trying to be something accessible so here um if you guys are looking for something faster um it might be a little bit longer than what you have time for but hopefully this will be enough uh benefit to you that you'll see some some value in it i agree she's just here for eye candy um okay so supplements uh is a is it's one of my favorite topics just because there's it's one of those things that can give you that 1% edge um, when you're either in the gym or you're looking for your health or you're looking for your immune system. Um, going through life without supplements is fine. I mean, obviously, you don't you don't have to have them to survive, but uh, there are things that are missing in our nutrition. There's things that genetically we're not as balanced as some other people. Um, and then you've got age-related factors. You've got uh, genetic-related factors, and those things can all be influenced positively by taking supplements. I agree. And I also think that you may not know that something about you doesn't feel right or normal because it's just the way it's always been. And I think mm. that supplements can bring that to light and then actually make you feel better. You'll end up with, the thing is most people won't even consider it um, because they're just anti pill poppers. They're anti mm -hmm. and rightfully so the majority of the supplement industry is scammy yeah. and they're scumbags. Mm -hmm. And I fell prey to it for decades. Um, I would take anything that came out in the, the, the bodybuilding magazines. If it promoted, um, a gain, you know, some extra reps, some extra strength, a little bit more speed, I would take it. And I never questioned it. Um, mm -hmm. the only research I did was what was new. Mm -hmm. And, um, back in the nineties, um, there's some really cool things came out in the nineties, um, creatine, which we're going to talk about today. Um, 
fat burners were bigger back then, ephedrine, oh uh, butyrol. There was some really, really cutting edge fat burners back in the day before they started getting abused and people started having heart attacks with them. I mean, that's um, the fact that people could like die. You'd get shredded. It was good. But you got shredded. You got shredded right before you died. You got wicked <laughs> shredded. Um, but then everyone started making meth out of it. So, and then we lost it. So <laughs> thank you tweakers uh, for ruining it for everybody. <laughs> um, so we're going to, we're going to jam a little bit today. I wanted to talk about uh, the benefits of supplementation. Um, it's something that you should consider just because they, the ones that we're going to talk about are mostly nutraceutical. And nutraceuticals mean it's one or two ingredients. Um, they're naturally occurring in right. the food uh, that we eat or the, they're the naturally being produced by the body mm -hmm. themselves. So if you're taking something that just kind of supplements what you've got, when? If you're taking something that's proprietary, if you're taking something that's completely off the rails, untested, I've gotten to the age where it's just not worth being somebody's test subject. Mm -hmm. um, and as you get older, you might not have that vitality that you had at a younger age to overcome some of the problems that might like that might present themselves from taking supplements. Definitely. So being older, be smarter. Mm -hmm. If you're younger, your body's slightly bulletproof. You can put up with a lot of crap. <laughs> um, but as you get older, we don't want to spend any time down, um, any time with a negative reaction on a supplement. Correct. Um, so just some quick facts on the supplements themselves. I had to do, um, this came from the nutrition business journal and I had to do a little bit of research. I knew it was a big industry anyway. I had no idea how much it has grown though. Uh, in the last year. So since 1997 is the first time that the industry has put up double digits. It's grown by over 12%. And that was a total sales of supplements last year. And this wasn't complete data, 50, $54.5 billion no in, in supplement sales. So you're looking at, everything across the board and this is this isn't just gym related so and when before jenny and i got on we were talking a little bit about our supplement lists that we're going to go over over the next 10 to 12 shows it's pertaining predominantly to the gym mm -hmm. um the the uh the physical fitness side of where supplements can serve um we've got all these other ones that are going to feed into it with um beauty immune system stress there are a whole there's a whole slew of things out there for just those categories, right. but we're talking gym. So more like health and performance. Health and performance. Um, so this is by no stretch going to be a complete list. It's just what we see the most of in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, other things we might hit for other topics or if somebody requests it, I mean, we can go there. But um, I like these because they're unique and I think a lot of us have heard of them, but may not really understand. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, since we're going to talk about creatine, oh, I'm not taking creatine. Creatine's for dudes. and Exactly right. Because it's, there's, as always, there's so much misinformation on supplements and there's so many bad ones out there. And it's unfortunate because mm -hmm. if you're taking it secondhand, secondhand information is great if you don't know about something yep. but secondhand information is not great if you're looking for answers and you want a lot of like tell me the risks yes. and that's not there yep. so don't rely on bro science go out and do some digging <laughs> um now the, the resource that i cited with the industry growth that was the nutrition business journal that looks like i'm gonna go back and stalk them a little bit it looked like they had a lot of a lot more information pertaining to the industry than just this. So oh, that cool. might it's a new resource that I just found. Um, there wasn't a whole lot out there. Usually sales are behind a year or two. So this one was the most relevant. All right. So as we kind of already alluded to, we're going to talk about creatine today. Um, now to get into the conversation, what I kind of went to Jen and I said, <laughs> here's a book. You need to start studying up on this chapter on creatine. Mm -hmm. um, because what was your understanding of creatine before you started reading? So before. like way before back in the day or like just a week before ago. I a week so ago. a week ago, I know that creatine 
is used to help build muscle. And okay. I know that it aids in recovery. Brilliant. And that's pretty much it. Before you read anything about it, was it for predominantly, would you have believed it be for guys or for girls? Yes. So I believe that it was for guys and that there was no point ever in any way, shape or form that a woman, sh- that a woman should ever supplement with it at all. Okay. And we've had um, clients in the past that have <laughs> really bad, really bad comments. Be careful with what you say to people. Um, Very careful. So the volume of, um, let's just say the amount of water, intracellular water that can happen when you take creatine, which means more water volume in muscle, it's mm-hmm. water, it's not fat, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be measurable beyond a pound, right. maybe a pound and a half of extra intracellular water retention. That extra water in the muscle is what allows some of the cool things to happen. Because mm-hmm. that water's there, you're able to push it a little bit harder. But to a female, especially one that's trying to lean out, get tone, because those are the lethal words to use. Creatine kind of removes that tone look. You look a little puffy. Don't use the words puffy when you're talking to a female. Um, that's the fastest way to put them into an asylum. So yes. we had a, a female client that was looking for an edge. She was looking to get stronger. Um, she was hitting a little bit of a strength plateau. We put her on creatine and another coach went up to her and said, you look puffy. You look puffy. Needless to say, she came off creatine that day. Yes. Yeah. All which, right. So Which really stinks because again, it's, you know, a comment that wasn't really meant, but then she <laughs> never got the actual benefit of it. Well, this coach was is a very literal person. Um, she was great and she didn't do anything wrong. It's just certain people, different language. Yes. Um, you could have told her anything harsh and she'd have been cool with it, but that's how it goes, right? Exactly. All right. So creatine, there's three energy systems that, that were the, the discussion we're going to have today. So three human energy systems. Um, they're in two categories. So you've got aerobic and anaerobic. Mm-hmm. Aerobic is just um, us walking around and us talking right now. We're using our aerobic energy system. Um, the next level, when things get a little bit more intense, we get into the glycolytic or the lactic um, thresh, the lactic energy system. That's where it's just like it sounds literally when you produce lactic acid, that means that there's so much activity going on in the muscle that our aerobic process can't keep up. So right now we breathe, air comes into the lungs, blood carries it away and it fuels the muscle on glycolytic. That process is too slow. So through chemical reaction, it produces um, ATP, which is the energy source that we're using. I'm not going to get super geeky, but it produces it from um, lactic acid. So when you feel the burn, Mm -hmm. that's your body producing energy because your rate of breath and transfer isn't fast enough. So that's the second one. Mm -hmm. Now that glycolytic energy system is one of the two anaerobic. It's not as confusing as it sounds. The other one is your creatine phosphate energy system. Okay. Creatine phosphate energy system. um, It's good for five to 15 seconds, depending on how conditioned the individual is, how strong they are, genetics, there's all kinds of factors that goes into how long that energy system lasts. Each of those three, the uh, creatine phosphate, the glycolytic and the aerobic, they have a very set amount of time available for each person. And it's different per person. It's relevant to the creatine conversation, I promise. If a snake jumps out of a bush and you get the hell scared out of you. And I die. It's the creatine phosphate energy system where you freak out and run like a banshee away from the snake, okay? And if you've ever noticed, if you've ever been startled or scared or somebody's chasing you, a bully, you got someone chasing you, for about five to ten seconds, you're the fastest creature on the planet. Your body is yanking all of the stored creatine out of your muscle and pouring it into a very, uh, think of it like high octane energy system. 
there's only five to 10 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> it's like hitting turbo on your car and it runs out right after you turn it on. So that, um, creatine phosphate energy system, it's five to 15 seconds. Like I'd said, then you are forced to slow down. You're going to go from super speed to kind of lukewarm. Mm -hmm. And now you're still running hard. Um, now we're in the glycolytic, which means lactic acid starts being produced. There's a number of things that will determine how long the person can endure that, but usually it's pain response as to why people stop, right? So first energy system, roughly five to 15 seconds. The second one is good for 15 seconds to a minute. It depends. It could be less, it could be a little bit more. And then after those are both exhausted, the person either has to either stop what they're doing and recharge or they just continue on in the aerobic, which is kind of like walking. So it goes from super sprint, half sprint to walk. That's how quickly the energy systems go through. It's so fascinating. And what we're talking about today, I, I love this freaking stuff. It's, it's super geeky. Um, creatine, the supplement creatine goes to the creatine phosphate energy system. So that five to 10 second window that I was taught, five to 15 second, that window, you have a natural amount in you. That's it. Um, now, creatine is naturally derived from fish and meat. You can get mm -hmm. it in your diet. Mm -hmm. How much you have is how much you're going to have access, access to when you need it. Genetically, who you are, what you eat, that's just that's it. If it's five seconds, you can't change it because your diet and your genetics and how much you can store and how much you're getting all determines on how much is in the muscle when you need it. Creatine supplements that. Okay, So when you're taking creatine, you're dumping it into that one energy system. So when you want... Um, aggressive, high response, more reps, more speed, um, and even recovery, which you'll, we'll, you'll talk about in a minute, mm -hmm. uh, because there's more water, water volume intracellularly, not only are you able to produce more power, but you're able to recover faster. Right. Um, think of, um, super dried out steak. All right. You, you, you dry it the hell out. This is a really bad example. <laughs> That's muscle. And when it's completely dehydrated and broken and busted, it's difficult for it's. This is a stupid freaking analogy because <laughs> meat's not going to repair itself. If you can think, I of, mean, let's just pretend that meat's going to repair think itself. Visually, visually, you've got rare, and then you've got well done. The way it should be. Well eaten. done looks like there's no fibers. You really right. can't see it well. It, it it doesn't look good. More more fluid in the rare. It looks more healthier. Mm -hmm. It looks the way it was supposed to. It's a really bad example, but just imagine more water remaining in the muscle. Looks like rare steak. No muscle or no water dehydrated. Lots of damage. Think of that as a well done steak. I don't think that's a bad example at all. I'm talking about you can meat. Do a visual. Yeah, but I'm, it's it's a food reference. Did I say a visual it or is a, a visual? It's it's one of those I things. You were it's one say, of those words. I thought she was going to say vegetable or a vegetable. All right, so we got two books here that um, we're going to talk about. Jenny's citing one. This was probably one of my beginner books back in the day. What's the name of this one? So if you guys really want this to geek out. This one is The Athlete's Guide to Sports Supplements. And Kimberly Mueller and Josh Hinkst. Hinkst. And then the other one, which was my super favorite, um, it's Sports Nutrition Performance Enhancing Supplements. So this one was by um, Abby Smith-Ryan and then Jose Antonio. These people are associated with the International Society of Sports Nutrition, um, ISSN. This is probably one of the greatest supplement books I think ever written. Jenny's got the great one, but it doesn't go into as much history. So both of these are great resources Absolutely. if you want more. Yep. And I like this one um, because it's just very short reading. And I almost feel like if you're, 
if you've got 30 seconds, like the, like the creatine, I'm just going to flip it up. That That's all that the book talks about it's a page as far as creatine. So it's a very quick read. So if you don't really like what you said, if you don't want to geek out and really learn all about it, this is just a very, very quick read. It's almost like you become intelligent, like 30 seconds on it. Well, here's okay. So what do you got? What's, what were the big takeaways? And it's, we're cheating because well, I don't want to get this wrong. Not many people are going to hold on. To, why would you retain this beyond shopping and understanding what it does? But most people won't hold on to it. Absolutely. Um, so there are two pieces that I think are really cool to mention, and I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Okay. So scientific research has proven that supplementation with creatine results in 10% to 40% increases in phosphocreatine stores within muscles. What? So what? 10 to 15%? 10 to 40. 10 to 40%. And that is... That was absolutely mind boggling to me because I would have thought even with all of the knowledge that you have and that you've shared with me over the years, the athletes we have seen go on creatine, the results from it still in my mind, I couldn't wrap my head around it being like that big of a deal. That but it matters. 10 to, 10 to 40. Yeah. So there's a, the key things that are going to influence. Does it talk about what varies the influence? Where that comes from? Uh, diets, mm-hmm. low in meat and fish or vegetarian, they see the highest increases Shocker. because they're not getting it from food. Food. Okay. Yes. So just to paraphrase that, yep. if you are on a vegetarian uh, only, or if you're pescatarian, you're getting more fish, you're going to get a little bit more creatine, but someone that's on a strictly vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. creatine is a meat sourced supplement. So yep. if you, they're the ones that are going to likely see the 40 percentage Jenny was saying. Yep. And then the other, my other favorite piece of this is that, uh, again, evidence suggests that creatine might have additional health benefits in the treatment of a broad range of diseases. And this was, whoa, um, including neurodegenerative disorders, cancer, that one about, I almost fell out of my chair, rheumatic diseases, type two diabetes, and improving cognitive function in the elderly. Yep. So creatine was another, there was another study with creatine and um, what was the other one? Phosphatidylserine. Mm -hmm. They were also for senior citizens with cognitive uh, disabilities. So, and again, it's one of those things where um, because creatine is found in the body, it's less terrifying to introduce to somebody to consider taking Mm -hmm. like it's so my mind was just beyond because the whole, you know, the whole time I'm thinking if I want to lift more, I should do a cycle of creatine and yeah, there's so, so much more to it. The it's so cool. Creatine was first discovered. And so Jenny, as, as she was just talking about the entire, this book that she was just reading from the athlete's guide to sports supplements, we'll put the link in the, uh, the podcast so here, good. um, the link to that book and the link to my one from ISSN. Jenny's was uh, just under two full pages, front and back. So just a front and back mm-hmm. review on creatine. The one that I've got actually went into the history, discovery, studies, cool. uses, and it goes all the way up into the physical response and That's absorption awesome. rates and everything else. Now, when Jen was also talking about that 10 to 40% absorption rate, uptake. Uh, so when you're talking about taking supplements, one of the things that matters is uptake. What's the uh, the the response of the person taking it, are they going to see if you take five grams, are you going to absorb five grams? Mm-hmm. If you've got a busted up digestive system, um, it's going to affect that. If you're dehydrated, if you've got uh, counter medications, if there's other things going on, um, diabetes, I'm assuming that goes something with insulin sensitivity. So mm-hmm. you're actually producing the way glucose is stored in muscle. So more muscle recovery, the ability to repair, recover means greater 
glucose storage in muscle versus glucose storage in fat or floating around in the body in the bloodstream for mm -hmm. diabetics. Um, but when we're talking about uh, uptake, we also need to talk about the uh, the loading phase yeah. and how much to take. Mm -hmm. That's even in here. Like, it's just such a good book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. Um, so in the 90s, when creatine, and again, creatine has been around since the 1830s. So it was first discovered back then, and it has gone through testing periods over over a century, mm -hmm. right? Well over almost 200 years, mm -hmm. just under 200 years since it was discovered. Um when it became popular in mainstream, and this is kind of the trick that supplement companies do, and I'll probably talk about this on another show as well, so this might be redundant. When there's a study, like a, let's say this book references particular studies, and the, a good resource should reference mm -hmm. their studies, yep. right? This they is what it was based on. Mm -hmm. Peer-reviewed, blah, 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 the whole thing. You want to make sure that it's a, um, it's not a, a, a study that's done by a creatine manufacturer where there's a bias, right? <laughs> so the, the whole reason we look for peer reviewed is because they have to disclose any conflicts. There's mm -hmm. probably the number one thing. Um, two, you just have researchers and uh, smart people double checking each other. So peer review, that's what we're looking for. But in the 90s, when creatine was first produced, I think it was more of a manufacturing concern. It came out real grainy. It looked like sand. Mm. It was disgusting <laughs> to consume because you're supposed to put it with something that's like a simple sugar. It's got like a simple carb with it so that you can maximize that uptake. Did you drink yours with like a juice or something? Orange funny? juice or Orange apple juice. juice. Yeah. So I drank oh. a buttload of apple juice in the nineties because that was what was going to get it into the system the fastest. Mm. Carb is, carbohydrates are a great transport. So if you've got carbs in the system, whatever's riding along with it gets taken up with it. And it probably hid the nasty taste a little bit. Except you had that gritty shit flying around your mouth like you got wind sand blown in your mouth you know you're like oh my god i got sand in there so in the 90s it was real funky creatine monohydrate um over the last two or three two decades micronized creatine monohydrate so now it's got the um what's the word the texture of uh confection sugar yeah exactly which means now it's a much smaller grain mm -hmm. it's a very small very small so at the cellular level it can be absorbed better mm -hmm. and faster and grit now, Either. where now there's no grit. It's still kind of like kaopectate chalky. <laughs> now it's like chalky, like you're taking something for you know <laughs> bowel problems. But um, now you don't have to mix it with a simple carb to get the same type of uptake because it's broken down better and you can absorb it better. But the trick and the reason I was saying why these books reference studies. Everyone's coming out and trying to either maximize profit and supplements. Mm -hmm. And the way they do that is if we know that five grams a day is going to be the dosage that's effective for most people, what a nefarious company will do is that to maximize profit, instead of giving you the researched dose, instead mm -hmm. of giving you five grams, there's one and a half grams per serving. Of course there is. And what people think, because GNC's fantastic sellers or fantastic marketers. They're like, oh, this has got beta alanine, it's got creatine, it's got this, it's got everything you need. But since it, none of it's the clinical dose, none of it is the studied peer-reviewed dose, right. people are suckered into buying shit that doesn't work. Yep. And it's unfortunate because um, at such a low dose, you might not see any benefit. Yep. It might take you two or three tubs of the stuff even to get your absorption levels high enough. And that's if you're taking it on days off yes. because you can exhaust your creatine stores on high endurance workouts. And then the only way you replenish it is body biochemical processes or food, right? So you run out. So one of the things to look for when you're looking at supplements and in this example, creatine, the daily dosage is five grams. Mm -hmm. I'm still hung up on the 90s when the absorption was so piss poor that we did a loading phase. Mm -hmm. Cool thing about creatine, it's not harmful. If you have healthy kidney function, 
it's fine, right? So you can overdo it. Anything in excess, you're just going to secrete it, right? right? So it, you'll pass whatever doesn't isn't needed. If there's no room for it in the body for any further absorption, mm-hmm. it gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. And there's this has been studied. Like I said, it was discovered in the 1830s. It's been there's more studies on creatine than any other supplement mm-hmm. on the market. It doesn't cause kidney problems. Mm-hmm. It can amplify existing kidney problems or liver problems. Okay. So if you are going to get in blood work, tell your doctor because your creatine levels are going to go through the roof. Exactly. I hear it every time I go. Yes. He's like, what the hell are you on supplements? Uh-huh. And when I tell him it's on creatine, he goes, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Because it's going <laughs> to overwhelm one of your readings. Mm-hmm. Um, but make, the thing with creatine, and when we talk about creatine monohydrate, there have been no studies that have shown any more efficacy than creatine monohydrate, even though there are a hundred different creatine supplements on the market. Oh, that's wild. Everyone keeps coming out and tweaking it. Uh, they're changing the delivery method yeah. or they're changing the name or yes. they're adding a flavor. I was going to say they add the flavor yes. and then the price goes up by $40 because it's grape. Well, ba- back in the day, <laughs> um, Bill Phillips's uh, EAS, his company, um, they had a creatine supplement that had Kool-Aid in it. Oh. And back then it was the heat because you needed something to absorb with it. So yep. it had a freaking Kool-Aid mix with it. It was fantastic. Um, but it also added 40 extra carbs per se- I don't think it was 40, but it added that many yep. more carbs. And if you were trying to lean out, you'd have to cut that supplement out of your cut phase. Otherwise, that's going to throw you off. Oh, yeah. But now with creatine being as well produced as it is, don't get suckered into anything other than creatine monohydrate. You can get like a two pound tub for 20 some dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing. And the two pounds... You're taking five grams at a time, so it lasts you quite a while. Exactly. Um, I still do, as I was saying, I still do that loading phase. The loading phase is 20 grams a day. So I take four, five gram scoops every day for five days. Mm-hmm. So 20 grams a day for five days. After that, I drop down to once a day right after my workout. Um, I've been on creatine nonstop, maybe a couple of weeks off here and there for 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I actually can't time. remember you not taking it. Uh, it's the cheapest, highest return, easiest to take, no gastrointestinal problems. It's, it's money, right? Mm -hmm. So the big side effect with creatine is that you do have to increase your water intake because intracellular retention is higher. You might not get enough for regular body functions. Mm -hmm. And one of the key indicators is leg cramps, Mm -hmm. um, horrible, atrocious leg cramps. So if you're doing creatine, especially if you're going to do that loading phase, like I was just talking, you're going to experience more dehydration. Add an extra 24 to 30 ounces of water a day. You can't oversaturate with water. Just drown yourself. I mean, start out your day in the morning. You take, you take your first uh, dose of creatine, two glasses of water. Mm-hmm. Just load it up. Um, since you're doing a um, in that model, tons of water, you're going to f- end up forcing some out faster mm-hmm. than it can be absorbed, but you're going to get another dose in three or four hours, so it'll be fine. Yep. That's a lot. But it's good information. It's a lot. And I just want to speak from a female perspective. Um, I actually had a a young female talk to me about creatine and asking if, you know, I had ever done a cycle of it. And I have, I have not. I've talked to you about it. Um, I think that it's definitely something that I would want to do. And every time I go to start it, I freak. Um, I'm not sure why. I think it's the I think it's still that puffy comment. Um, but I talked <laughs> to this uh, I talked to this young lady and I explained, you know, what I had seen, not my own personal experience, but what I had seen with um, women taking creatine and um, especially if they were doing a loading phase and coming off of it. And I was like to watch their performance increase was absolutely sick. And then as soon as they went off of it, it was like their body looked like it had looked before they went on creatine or they were even more defined because... <laughs> 
they were throwing some weights up. I mean, just and performance endurance wise as well. Yep. So um, she actually did went on it and same thing. It was young lady performance went through the roof and it's, it's worth noting. Very happy. It can take four to six weeks yep. before you start seeing the benefits. Um, and again, if you're taking a supplement that's got less than the study dose, it's going to be even longer. Mm-hmm. So go out and buy straight creatine monohydrate. Um, load up the water the entire time, even outside of the loading phase, keep that extra water going. Then you will notice just a couple extra reps. You will notice some of your PRs going up a little mm-hmm. bit north. If you're training age, um, that means how long you've been dedicated to lifting in gym life. If your gym age is young, two to four years, you'll see really great gains mm-hmm. really fast. If you've been, uh, your training age is two, three decades, you might not see as much. You're going to be lucky to get a 1%, <laughs> um, but you will notice for sure when you're not on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed um, when I take that break, I just, some of the volumization, because you do get a fantastic pump out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on creatine mm-hmm. and you're slaying all the um, the vanity muscles, you've got your shoulders, back and chest, you're going to bulk. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Not bulk in a bad way, but you're going to look like you work out. Yes. Um, so it's an easy way to add just some slight visual gains. Um, everything translates well in the gym, but of course you want to walk around with a pump for a while. That's, that's, that's right. where you do it. It's So creatine's tagline should be, I will pump you up. I will pump you. That's pretty freaking good. <laughs> I will pump you up. I like that a lot. Um, I think we hit on everything. Um, a little bit of background. We'll go over some of the other supplement shows that we're going to do. So um, we're, today was about creatine, obviously. We're going to do whey protein. That's a massive discussion because there's a lot of crap out there. There's different types, um, different filtration processes, different sources, different. Um, oh man, it's a it's nightmare. Endless. It's a nightmare. It could be um, like a four-hour discussion. That's a big one, and actually be interesting because a lot of people just think go get it. I mean, they go to Costco and they buy a, a effing five-pound tub of combat protein, and they think they're in the right, and it's, <laughs> it's way in the wrong. Even worse off is the ready to drinks. We'll get, in, we'll get into all that later. Oh man, um, branch chain amino acids. So BCAAs. That's probably my favorite. Um, it's easy, easy recovery. Yep. Fish mm-hmm. oil. We will do magnesium and vitamin D since those are real big things right now and helping the body run right and obviously immune bump with mm-hmm. vitamin D. Um, I was gonna do zinc. Maybe later we'll do like a on the oh, back end. A good one. We'll just do a bump on other. Well, we talked about initially that there's health. Yeah. prioritization in your supplements. So if you're taking supplements for health and mm-hmm. immune system, there's oh, a, a, good a good pile one. in there. Okay. Um, beta alanine, which is, I think, one of the secret weapons um, <laughs> in the bodybuilding supplement industry. Beta alanine is pretty great. It's the stuff that gives you the tingles and makes you makes most mortals freak out exactly. because they start getting a little bit red and itchy yes. everywhere. Make sure that Brian doesn't hand you your supplements because he'll give you his dosage. <laughs> Jimmy had a bad response. And you'll twitch for about three hours. Uh, just drink some water. Um, <laughs> we'll go over caffeine and then we're going to cover the difference Ooh. between ergogenics and thermogenics. Um, those are going to be two categories that um, we want you guys to be familiar with because it's going to be beneficial when you are looking for ways to perform, uh, go for performance increases. Thermogenics are the fat burners and ergogenics are supplements that help eliminate fatigue, which that else that also helps you press forward. Mm -hmm. Um, but we got a pretty good lineup coming. Um, if you guys would, uh, like to hear something specific in the gym related supplement line that we don't have, we have a list just so that it doesn't get crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, please feel free to reach back out. Um, as always comment, like share, Mm -hmm. um, if you are, we would appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind going out and actually sharing the, sharing the show, um, getting some extra listeners in there is always great for us as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what else? I would say the final thing, um, 
if anybody is interested in the actual creatine that you take, ah. uh, reach out I'll and um, we would be happy to share the link. So um, the company who we support, uh, we were very, very lucky enough to, to meet the owner. And um, I think just supporting him and his business um, means a lot to us anyway. But it's also he puts out uh, researches, designs, develops and puts out unbelievable products. So and, and he listens to his clients. He does. He does. Um, great, great, great guy. Um, really knows his stuff. And um, yeah, like you said, you've you've been on the phone with him a lot. But if you don't know where to begin and you don't want to get, you know, we'll say scammed in quotes. Um, not everybody's a scammer, but um, we'd be happy to share. Um, Hell yeah. All of that whole line. So what else was I going to put in the, the list here? So we'll put the link to a creatine that you guys can trust. And then the uh, books. And the in books. In case anybody wants to geek out. Please do. Um, uh, an I intelligent community book. is always um, welcomed. I mean, yeah. have a conversation so that you know what you're taking and why. Mm-hmm. My dad used to, um, I used to get railed as a kid um, using cuss words that I didn't know what they meant. I think that's where it started. So oh, if man. you're going to use a word, know what it means. I still got my ass beat. but um, Exactly. Yeah. And you still use them, but and now you know what they yeah, mean. I still use them. But um, <laughs> if you're going to take a supplement, you should know what it is, what it does, oh. you know, and be smart about it. Yes. You're putting something in your body. And don't say, uh, Brian or Jen told me to. <laughs> no. I researched it myself is always the best answer. <laughs> Did you see the liability waiver in my podcast today? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for uh, the support. We love you. Um, it's appreciated. Like I said, like, share, and comment. Yes. Thank you all so much. Right. Take care, guys. <laughs> Bye.